0: Welcome to the Global Spend Podcast with me, Ryan Kramer, where we take a deep dive into the world of global selling and share the secrets to growing your brand in new markets. Whether you're looking to expand your brand, enter new markets, or boost your sales, we've got you covered. Tune in for unscripted, engaging episodes that will take you on a journey of discovery and success. Let's get started. hey what's up everyone welcome back to another episode of the global spin podcast i'm your host ryan kramer and this is my corner of the internet where i bring the best and brightest in the amazon e-commerce and logistics space if you're new to the show welcome for joining us live or if you're catching us on the replay whether it be on linkedin youtube facebook x or any of your favorite audio uh destinations whether it be uh amazon music you could be on spotify you can search for the Global Spin Podcast now. I have stickers, I have everything. We're official, we're launched, and any episode that's live or has gone in the audio format, you can search on those platforms. Or, of course, you can go to frisbee.com forward slash the Global Spin Podcast and catch all of our past wonderful guests that we've had on the show. The show is unscripted, so if you are new to this format, this is not something we plan ahead of time. We have a, a general format that we we like to cover and make sure that's applicable to What's going on in the amazon and e-commerce space this of course like every every other episode is presented by every episode is presented by frisbee fueling brands and helping them grow to international markets whether that be through product compliance whether it be shipping their products internationally or just getting your uh just figuring out how to expand your brand into a globalized brand through amazon and other platforms beyond check out frisbee.com forward slash The Global Spend Podcast uh, for more information, but also just to check out and sign up for free and talk to our great team over here, how to get your brand into different markets starting today. Um, It's today as of recording and live. If you're listening to this live, let us know where you're listening from, or if uh, if you're busy monitoring sales for Prime Big Better Deals Day or Prime Day 2.0, welcome. Um, Thanks for spending some time and listening to what we are calling today, Revenue is Vanity, Profit is sanity love the play on the words but we're going to be talking to the uh one of the head guys over at ai commerce if you haven't heard of them they're doing fantastic things for the amazon and e-commerce seller um, his name is jeff campbell and he is going to be speaking to us today about helping uh obviously with their brand builders event series but also balancing cost of goods and their revenue uh or the ROAS for profitable growth so without further ado bringing on. Jeff Campbell of AI Commerce. Jeff, welcome to the Global Spin Podcast.
1: Hey Ryan, hey listeners, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for spending time on a very busy day. Um, we, were, we were chatting a little bit before this. You were monitoring lots of different brands and lots of different people who are scrambling around and making sure that brands are profitable and having successful Prime Big Better Deals Day. Again, Prime Day 2.0. But uh, thank you so much for hopping on and talking a little bit about your company and what you guys are doing and what you're seeing in the space.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me, Ryan. It is a prime day to chat, uh, Amazon and, and marketplaces. And, uh, really it is about profitability. And today is a great example where profit is strained. Uh, every consumer out there wants a deal and, and we want, uh, as sellers, we want their business and boy, do you have to, uh, provide some discounts in days like today and, and lose margin potentially to uh, gain that, that first sale. Maybe yeah. it makes a lifetime value that's positive, but a lot of losses today for sellers um, is how we see it on our end. And oh my gosh. the big winner is Amazon and, and certainly consumers. So hopefully they come back and continue to purchase from, from some sellers, love the brands, but man, it's a, it's a tough day for many um, when, you, when you think about the revenue side versus the profitability side.
0: Gosh, that's just a doom and glue boy to start this podcast, but I mean, I'm I'm going to <laughs> So much I'm, revenue can be right. made though, Ryan. Lots of there revenue. It's just the right. profitability you got to Top of. line versus bottom line, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, so, let's dive dive into that. So, events like this, obviously Amazon ha- has strategically put a day like today or two days like this right before, you know, inventory um, you know, inventory fees are going up at the FBA warehouses that will start kicking next week as of this live broadcast and recording there's going to be lots of different things that kick with all these different fees again it's front loading q4 into a top line number which is revenue which they love to report on but let's talk about this if i'm an amazon seller and i'm listening to this or i'm catching right now why do i should i participate in something like this every day or how how can i come out unscathed when it, i feel like it's a necessity because of the traffic being drive, driven to it, but I can't compete. And am I just wasting my time? Well, well, let's start with there.
1: Yeah, and and you have to start with math. Um, that really is what it comes down to. And I'm I'm somewhat amazed of the brands out there, massive brands, even Fortune 50 brands that I've worked with over the years have not done the math on their cost of goods sold, understanding their variable costs. So you've got You know, 15% commission you're paying to the marketplace. You've got uh, shipping and fulfillment costs. You've got breakage. You've got returns. And of course, the cost of goods sold, which is probably the big number. Uh, People just need to look at that sale price. And if it's a discount, great. You know, instead of $40, you're going to sell it at $25. You just then have to subtract all those variable costs, which have not changed, and then understand what's left for profit or OPEX or CapEx or. Advertising, probably some ands instead of ors. So you know you can have a Prime Day deal, but if you build it, will they come? No, you probably have to advertise as well. So you have to factor that in. So your margin just got pinched by lowering that that sale, and you've got a lot less to spend in advertising. And your CPCs certainly aren't going to get any better uh, on days like Prime Day. So and you're looking at a dollar, two dollars, some categories. Um, potentially more expensive, and those CPCs are going to go up because competition went up to get eyeballs on that. So you're getting pressure from both sides, right? The start of that equation and the back of that equation to figure out what that profitability is and where your break-even ROAS or or ACOS or tacos, whichever uh, flavor you uh, you want to go <laughs> with. But um, you have to balance the you know the KPI of volume, which is probably revenue, with with efficiency and. Uh, that math gets pretty tough on days like today.
0: Yeah, math, math doesn't lie. And I hate it when my, my dad was right of math. You have to use it every day. And I refused yeah. to believe him, but here we are today talking about math. Once again, um, <clears throat> there, there is those, those co- tough conversations when to participate in things like today, I know sellers on a very short turnaround time. They have to submit their deals. They have to submit the timelines. They have to even see if they have the inventory in place. What is it like? This is the second iteration of this quote unquote holiday of arbitrary sales uh, from Amazon. This is now being publicized across 19 different countries. This is being pushed globally as another event-based day when people be, should be searching. How much is this affecting when you looked at last year for your clients at AI Commerce? You guys are looking at the data and saying, how much did that hurt us when people are just holding on to maybe... Uh, um, a sale in their, you know, their saved items and they're waiting on an arbitrary sales day to convert for something like that and wait for a, for a better price or something along the lines where they feel like they're getting something more from that seller. What are the data? Is it showing that you guys like that first time around, obviously we're not past this year in 2023. What did that show us last year? Are people still holding on and waiting and and you have that dead period before these these quote unquote holidays uh, to purchase their items,
1: right? Exactly. So we we actually warn all of our clients, and and just just for background, we we own eleven brands, so we're brand owners as well, and that's kind of where we started. We grew up some of those brands up to fifty million in revenue for perspective, um, just on online and and heavy marketplaces, and then decided to get into the agency nice. side for the brands that didn't want to share equity or or be purchased, um, and and for those for all of our brands. We we went and we saw previous a a real peak around the Cyber Five weekend, the Thanksgiving weekend, um, and then the drop off afterwards. And now what we're seeing and what we saw last year is a less of a peak on Cyber Five and then a second peak with a lull a, a before and after um, the the initial Prime Day. So uh, you know holiday behavior for for shoppers has changed. You start to see. Um, and even we warned our our clients this week, like, hey, prior to Prime Day, you're going to get a lot of looky lose, but not a lot of conversions. And we see the conversion rates go down. We see them spike for a couple of days, and then we're going to see them uh, rest again and kind of wait for the the Cyber Five weekend when they start seeing deals again. So I think we are training our for better for worse. We're we're training consumers to wait for sales. Uh, Amazon continues to be. A place for, you know, price is kind of the first thing people look for. Quality, brands, rating and reviews, images, those are all important, but really it's price first. So it's become a place if you have, um, you know, strong margins and you can take some hits or, you know, you have a low, you know, great, strong supply chain and you can have a low price product uh, and you don't need to spend money on brand and you can win on price alone. It's a great place for you. Um, we see the brands that um, that are truly brands uh, struggling more and more right because it is people want to you know a knockoff or a lower price alternative uh, and they don't they don't feel the quality that the brand brings or whatever requires the premium and the price um, amazon's just not as strong for kind of let's call it luxury goods higher end brands um, and some of just the low price stuff so I don't know if I'm if I'm in, in marketing at Amazon, do I want a marketplace that becomes like a Timu or, a, you know, a Shein that, you know, isn't known for the quality, but is known for the low price? And that's something I'd really wrestle with. Like, do I want my big brand? Do I want big brands on on Amazon and to understand brand quality? So um, we'll see in the next year what happens and new marketplaces that pop up like TikTok um, and, and the success of Timu. And some of those others, um, really interesting. But the majority—I just saw a report—the majority of sellers on on Amazon are international; um, yep. they're not U.S. based.
0: Yep. So what yeah, a, a lot of the yeah,
1: yeah, it was on. I think um, well, marketplace, marketplace pulse. pulse, yep, pulse, yeah, and and really good because we've seen the Chinese sellers come in and, and they have a lot less middlemen to deal with, and uh, arguably they're they're ahead in, in e-commerce. They've been doing it more. I mean, you look at the percent of sales in China that are in physical retail versus here, we're, we're only one in five. That surprises a lot of people. Only one in five US sales happen online. Four, four out of five are um, are in physical retail. It's almost double that in China. So again, they're very much more used to e-commerce from fulfillment to selling, promotional and more. And they're able to now bring that to the US market through, uh, through Amazon and some of these other portals like Timu and others. Yeah, interesting you, to watch
0: yeah you mentioned a couple of different ones um first off going back to the sellers sellers are representative they they used to be majority or more than half were based in the United States sellers that went up recently within the last couple of years and then it again went back down as of recent so now less than half of sellers as you mentioned Jeff uh, according to marketplace polls the the top sellers or more than half are Based in international markets, not ba- so not based in the United States. So they they physically reside in other countries, are selling in the United States, but they're physically those sellers are based or their their LLC or entity or whatever you want to call it. Those are based internationally. So that is a shift, like you said, um, that that's coming with with the uh, ability for. Uh, having access to you know local supply or it, it could be a manufacturer that's selling on, on Amazon now instead of selling their goods directly to a third-party seller in the United States. There's a lot of different factors at place too. Um, but you're talking about other marketplaces where sellers, we know specifically here at Frisbee, we're looking at different marketplaces to be more instead of where the competition is and fighting dog-eating dog. eat dog they are looking at the TikTok marketplaces. They're looking at the team is the Walmarts, um, different Amazon international marketplaces. The, it looks like there's a big ocean that's available for sellers to to get back some of their market share in some of these marketplaces. You mentioned one specifically, TikTok marketplace. I know you wanted to talk a little bit about that. Well, what about that? Is it alluring? What is it about your brands that you're working with that are like, hey, this this actually might provide a lift, depending on the time we have to spend on it, the the revenue, or you know, all of those different components to learn a whole new new marketplace. Is it is the yeah. juice worth the squeeze?
1: Yeah, it's 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 TBD right now, right? The um, TikTok Shop just uh, was announced in the U.S. and rolled out uh, less than a, less than a month ago, so it is a little TBD. What is confirmed is lower cost traffic, and and as a if you have that retail or even e-commerce mindset, you're you're very w- well aware of the sales equation. And again, I'm going back to math here. Uh, by the way, I also teach so. You get I <laughs> saw like you're um, an
0: adjunct professor, so uh, we, yeah. we can check, Georgia Tech, correct? Uh, Wake
1: Forest University. Wake Forest, different so, place. We teach a oh. master's program in in digital marketing and and Amazing. teach a lot on the on the media side as well. Um, but the the sales equation, which is revenue is traffic times conversion rate times average order value, so those are your three big levers that you have to think about and and how you're going to move revenue, right? Um, so if you've got you know your numbers in front of you from Amazon, from Walmart, uh, wherever, and you're like, all right, if I can really impact that traffic, be it volume or find cheaper traffic, that's going to make a big difference on my revenue. I'm still going to need to think about a strong conversion rate. I still need to think about what I can do with my AOV, my average order value. Um, But if I can find cheaper traffic, let's do it. And if we've learned anything from Walmart over the last two years, get while the getting's good, right? How many reports did we read? And unfortunately, I know a lot of companies that sat back and, and watched as, you know, quarter after quarter, you'd see much lower CPCs and even CPMS in Walmart. And then after, you know, about a year or two, they, you know, earlier this year announced all international sellers could come on Walmart. And now those CPCs are much more competitive to Amazon. But if you got there uh, a year or two ago you built up ratings and reviews and history with their algorithm and and figured out, you know, the tweaks and have survived all the different changes in their in their advertising and you're in a much better place and you're much more competitive. If you wanted to start today just like on Amazon, man, how do I go against 4,000 average reviews in my category? That's a that's a steep hill to climb, but again, that's where the people are. So What's interesting with TikTok is you know, you've got a billion active users and arguably some of the most active users uh, it, uh, on any platform currently, um, and the all- important Gen Z, which we can come back to about how we get in front of that that new buying audience that's just kind of emerging and and starting to make some coin and, and spend. But um, TikTok is right now number two behind Instagram or Meta uh, for minutes uh, spent. Uh, on their platform and then next year, 2024, they're expected to be number one. Um, So it is again, kind of get while the getting's good, figure it out to your earlier point. Is it working? We we don't know yet. So they rolled out TikTok shop and this is going to be very similar to kind of the brand page you can build on Instagram. If you see the shop now, somebody can go and have that full funnel checkout process um, on, on a single platform. So we call it social commerce. And uh, TikTok is doubling down on this. Uh, I've actually seen a lot of people complaining about the number of ads on TikTok. And who knows, TikTok might have uh, an ad-free subscription model coming out soon. uh, And this might all be part of their their plan. But they're really highlighting where you can buy on TikTok. They're going to get everybody's credit card information. And they're providing a shipping service that's comparable to what Amazon has um, and Walmart has. And they're able to fulfill. Uh, and now you've built a walled garden within TikTok that does something that Amazon doesn't do or that, that Walmart doesn't do. And that's inspire then and create discovery. And how many times are you sitting there like, oh, never thought about that. Like, great. And now you can have a shop ad right paired with that video that then leads you to a, a checkout and and then a purchase. And I've saved my credit card with, uh, with TikTok, which you know, might have some implications. <laughs> uh given given where their uh their, their headquarters is. But um, you know, if if they if if consumers behave how you, how I think they will, um, they're okay with that. You know, you can always call your credit card company and cancel if you know if, if it's spam or something crazy happens. But um you're gonna see those purchases happen because you can connect the inspiration and the commerce. Um really unlike most platforms. I don't I don't think Meta really went as far as they could have. I think they kind of backed off with some of the advertising and they didn't want to take that step to become a marketplace where I think TikTok is showing they're a lot hungrier. They're actually supporting some deals. So if you're giving a 50% off, they're actually throwing in, we'll pay 25% of that discount um, just to try and from Black Friday perspective, try and get more sellers uh, on the platform. So we're seeing some great things. Uh, and then the next step, uh, again, I'm 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 guessing uh, they will have a full-blown marketplace. So uh, there are rumors of a paid search program. So if I'm selling pickleball paddles, uh, you can bid on pickleball paddles or the word pickleball, and I might be going to look for tips on how to improve my pickleball game. But now I can see a lot of ads on how to buy paddles or how to upgrade this or that or buy different accessories. And then I can go into a marketplace type environment in TikTok where they now have my credit card and they have the ability to fulfill. And I can see all the pickleball paddles. Uh, and then we're now as sellers competing in another marketplace uh, where, again, there's that inspiration layer that just Amazon did not have. So it is fascinating to watch. Um, CPCs is around 31 cents compared to, you know, over a dollar, dollar 50 for Amazon. So cheap traffic. Um, we're seeing... Again, in the first weeks, a lot of domination from low price sellers. So a lot of low AOVs right now. So if you've mm-hmm. got 50 plus, you know, we're gonna have to test and learn into that. But if you're you know $20, $25 good, um, it's also it seems to be a lot of people that were kicked off of Amazon for spamming um, <laughs> ratings and reviews and whatnot. They're starting to pop up here. So again. If you're a marketing exec at TikTok, is that the brand you want to associate with? Is that the platform you want to have? Time will tell. Um, but again, traffic is cheap, targeting is strong, um, and you know, fulfillment is good. And you know, I can I can think of many more reasons if you're selling on Amazon that you should you should think about testing TikTok uh, immediately. And and one more point, Ryan, the commission. Do you know what the commission fee is? So on Amazon, you're paying 15%.
0: Right uh i'm gonna guess it's the first couple months is free or something crazy like that maybe 2%. like five percent two percent two percent my friend so you know
1: maybe they get us hooked on on the crack and then then they raise the <laughs> price but uh um, currently at two percent so you got a you got a billion monthly active users aka buyers uh that i can that i can target and get clicks from a lot cheaper and going back to that sales equation That's going to both drive my revenue and help my profitability, which is, you know, the title of this podcast.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, would would, would this be, would this be, this seems very good. And and I want every Amazon or any e-commerce seller to kind of realize that this is a great opportunity. I also know, like, there's always this shiny object syndrome. And I don't want this to be that shiny object syndrome. I want there to be competition so that, again, everyone can go back to, How can it be more profitable? People are always worried about with us of like, hey, prices continue to go up. Amazon charges more uh, revenue, or you know, referral fees go up. All these fees go up, 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 and you start to lose out on that margin, if you will. Is it? Is it? Is this going to be a place where it's going to push out certain threshold products of like price point, and then only like you said, if Amazon becomes like a premium marketplace, whether it's fifty or thirty-five plus dollar items only. And you're talking about like a team who kind of like bottom feeds and it's kind of like, Hey, it's a nickel or it's a dollar 50 or yeah. whatever they sell. Um, yeah, th- there's those like price point marketplaces. Is that what we're going to maybe see kind of flush out of your, as a, as a, as a seller, I want to be where people are shopping for those, those kind of price points, if you will, and make sure that I'm also profitable in, in, in that essence. So are we going to kind of see these shifts in in profitability really take shape of hey if i have a low margin item i really have to go into a a tiktok marketplace or i have to go into a like a Timu in order to make money or if i have a big margin to play with hey and if i'm in the supplement category i can play as all as long as i want in amazon if you will spend all the ppc budget i want so i wonder in your in your mind do you see that kind of becoming the natural evolution of these marketplaces?
1: It, it could. If I was in a marketing position with TikTok or Amazon, I would fight tooth and nail to not become uh, overly segmented because I know those high-priced um, premium content and premium brands, they have a lot of margin and they have a lot of money to spend. So the last thing I'd want to do is alienate them in any way. And in fact, I'd, I'd probably coddle to Whatever they need to get them on the platform and and listen to some of their their complaints to say, hey, you know maybe this shouldn't just be the lowest price shopping list. Um, that's that's how I would run those two businesses if I was in marketing. Now, if I'm in Timu or some of those, I mean they might say, hey, we've got a niche and that's that's where we're going to play and it's going to be low price and fast moving and low margins. Like, cool, go do your thing. If I'm TikTok and I'm Amazon. I want to go to the masses. I want to sell. I want to compete with every big box retailer out there um, for these manufacturers to come and sell goods at my at my marketplace versus just the the lower ones cuz it's going to be a race to the bottom, right? Like if you're if you're if you're, you know, 20 you go down to 2019, 18, like there's there's not a lot of money there to advertise uh for that consumer or that seller, that manufacturer to make any margin. Um and it's a race to the bottom. So that's that's again as a marketing person, not what I would want to do. Now that's kind of counter to what we're where we started talking about Prime Day and yep. the best deals, and it's it's about price and deals. Um, so how do you how do you balance those things? I mean, it would keep me up at night, but I would not want to fall into the the niche of, hey, go to Amazon for just low price stuff. I'd be I'd be pretty unhappy um, to miss out on those bigger bigger dollars, and and a lot of those, you know. The, the message from Nike moving off Amazon, I mean that that was detrimental to amazon. I mean to to know that a big brand, a popular brand won't be selling on my platform that that would make me very unhappy as a as an executive at Amazon that they don't want it. And I would again cater to their every need to keep them on um, as long as it makes sense. But I mean you're if you're a seller, you have you have a decision to make and and there's three big areas to to sell. You've got your website you know, enjoy your two to 4% conversion rate, but you'll get all your customer data and control your experience and probably have to pay a lot for traffic, right? You've got marketplaces, Amazon's the beast, and you're gonna have to play by some crazy Amazon rules, which the FTC might might change a little bit here with this, this lawsuit. And three is social commerce, right? And that's where TikTok fits. But social commerce is growing at over 20, almost 25% a year. Um, 2023 was 26%. Is is the projection? I'm looking at it on my, my screen, and so that is uh that is some some interesting ground to play in. But man, if you're a seller, where do I go? Right? Where do I double down? Can I? Can, am I going to spread too thin across all of these different platforms? And then how do I become an expert at all these platforms? And you know that's why we as an agency have people focused as experts on this or that. Um, but I mean, if the days of going all in on Amazon and, and just crossing your fingers that that'll that'll float everything, you gotta diversify, right? Again, that'll be a race to the bottom. And unless you have no middlemen and the best sourcing channel, shipping channel and, and fulfillment possible, it's it's gonna continue to go down as you bring in these international sellers who have a few legs up on on, on us with um you know less middlemen and being able to go direct to consumer and they might be the actual supplier and, and manufacturer where we were using, a, you know, we were using a factory and a couple middlemen that were double, double, double along the way, um, they're not going direct and that's scary. Yeah. But uh, we've got a few months on in social commerce, uh, again, controlling your own website. But where do you, where do you, where do you spend your media? Right. Uh, you know, let's look at return and let's look at profitability. And again, it comes back to that math to make those decisions.
0: So for you as a company right now, you're, you're still operating those brands that you once or have created and and have evolved over time. How are you making your brand's clients or your own personal ones profitable going into Q4 this year? What are those things that you have to have sure up and make sure that, you know, this is, this is, these are the easy wins for us. These are the things that we have to make sure we have on, you know, have a grip on in order to make sure that we come out this and we don't overspend and we, we don't, we're not in the red, um, post Q4
1: yeah, first of all, the supply, the inventory is so so important that a lot of people overlook not running out of goods. Um, that really, really sets you back if that happens. Um, second is what I've been talking a lot about diversification. Um, you know, there was a uh, association of national advertisers put a study out um, last uh, or earlier this year and and they surveyed a few thousand sellers. fifty six percent of brands use more than five retail media networks. And sixteen percent use more than ten, so like the majority of of brands are are diversifying. And if you know you're listening to this and you're like, man, I'm on just Amazon and Walmart, like, ooh, you know. So you know, where is their cheaper traffic? Where are their higher conversion rates? Um, that's that's I think really important. Um, and you know, and the content itself, right? I mean, from video content and having a video strategy. And even there, it gets complicated, right? Am I horizontal video, like on YouTube? Am I vertical video? Am I formal vertical vi- video? Am I very casual? Uh, do I have live stream video? Do I have shoppable video, right? So that video world is blowing up. So making sure that there is a video strategy available. Um, and then just you know making sure the premium content's there all the way down to images. If you're still Photoshopping your product into like lifestyle images, people notice it looks hokey. And if you have a low price, maybe not a big deal. But if you've got a premium price, you better have premium content, premium, uh, you know, uh, imagery, A plus content um, to enhance and support that premium price. And I think that's, uh, that's another big one we're looking at. And that comes down to conversion rates, uh, and making sure those are high. And we've got wonderful new data, Uh, maybe, maybe about a year ago, Amazon released, uh, more data around, uh, when you go into brand registry and you can see conversion rates of, you know, top sellers and industry averages, and you can really compare and look in the mirror and say, Whoa, I'm getting my butt or Hey, I'm crushing it. Maybe I can actually raise my price a little bit. So that's been, uh, you know, a godsend for uh, a lot of sellers to get a little bit of competitive feedback and making sure you're, uh, you've got a plan to, uh, be, be better, basically.
0: What in this, <clears throat> this realm is it is it category specific or does it really just depend on your product to be really successful at the end of the day about profitability? Because we all hear every single time, you know, the most competitive categories. You know, the ones I even joked about. I said, you as a uh, you as a supplement category have a lot of margin. Yeah. You have to spend a lot in order to get that, But you know that that's that's a it's a very competitive category to be in. Mm-hmm. Is there are you just set up for success just dependent upon? the category or in, in terms of profitability, or does it really just depend on who you are and where you're selling and what your customers? Yeah, it's, it's
1: more the latter. I mean, we, we work across all categories. We're not specific, but I mean, you do see some nuances in food and beverage versus, you know, home goods. I mean, there are different things, but even within home goods, I mean, if you've got furniture versus, you know, scented candles, that's going to be a major different approach, right? um a considered purchase uh, that's going to take a lot longer if it's if it's higher aov versus something that's maybe quicker and, and less more more reliant on price um so yeah i mean there's no one size fits all but i'd say 80 to 90 percent of the work you're doing to sell on marketplaces is similar across categories so you know it's it's the beautiful basics making sure that like i said the content's right we're optimized you're using different tools both a balance of artificial and human intelligence to, uh, to write your titles and descriptions, make sure that you're targeting keywords you can actually win on. Uh, there's great software out there that, that helps uh, you understand where your competitors are, um, you know, your price point, your conversion rates, deals, uh, all all kind of factor into that, uh, that revenue equation we talked about earlier.
0: Absolutely. So, J- Jeff, kind of walking, kind of stepping and taking these last five minutes just to understand AI commerce. AI, you put in your name and title. It's a very flashy and very uh, hot topic to touch on. Is that something that for people who aren't aware of what your agency does or what you as a team do, what would those things stand out to people if you, if they heard your name? Because you guys are you guys are making lots of splashes, lots of um, people pay attention to you with not just the, you know, the content you're creating, but also just the results you guys are, um, coming up with for clients across the board.
1: Yeah. and I just mentioned, it is a mix of human and artificial intelligence. You know, I, it's all the buzz, right? 2023, you can't have a conversation without talking about AI. (laughs) Um, I mean, let me start with machine learning. I mean, that's something that's been around for years. I've, I've been in digital marketing for over 20 years and, um, from from bidding to behavior analysis to advanced audience targeting to add creative optimization, all, all that's been around for a long time. And you've you've just not called it AI, but you've used tools and tech to, you know, understand the I'll call it the three V's of content velocity, volume variations, you know, maybe five years ago, 10 years ago, you could test, you know, five or 10 variations a week, um, maybe change bids, uh, you know, every every few days it's now hourly, right? You're able to, you know, crush through millions of creatives if you've got the volume um, to to find the right one. So, you know, call it ML, call it AI, and then you have the generation side, which I think is what what is newer and something that we have to bring into our our systems. We certainly um, have some cool tools, but, you know, keyword generation, ad copy creation, uh, the content optimization creation, image creation. Amazon made a big to do at their their latest conference where they have some AI tools. They leave a lot to be desired. Um, There's some third party tools that do even that much better. You still need to have that human overlay. And we've actually tested, you know, and 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 ultimately landed. It's the hybrid approach which works best. Um, But those are important. But I mean, it just it's making our world easier, and the smart people can focus more on strategy and making some of the bigger decisions about you know what to change, where to learn. where to diversify uh, versus like having to change bids or writing bid rules. And, and that gets automated and, and that's great. Go farm for the keywords. Go, uh, you know, we, we built a tool that goes through competitor listings and, writing, and, and reads all the reviews and comes back and says, hey, here are the pros, here are the cons. We're using that for product development uh, for some of our brands. So there, there's a lot of cool stuff and you just have to uh, adopt and uh, adapt. So that's what we're doing and again, it's it's really a, a mix of hybrid of the artificial and human intelligence, but there's a lot of cool tools out there or need to be built um, or partnered with to uh, take advantage of to stay ahead of of the pack in a very competitive space
0: amazing and and those are all the things that we need to obviously keep a leg up on competition but also just to be smarter and talk to our customers more intelligently um all all good things i'm i'm hearing from you and your team uh i also want to i mentioned this in the beginning too you and your team are hosting a what's called brand builders event series so for people who constantly love to travel to and meet new entrepreneurs and brands and amazon uh people Who, what, what are those, um, what's the brand builder series? If you could, in a couple sentences.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, brands10x.com has a, has a link with events and we're doing a lot. Um, a lot of those events piggyback on larger conferences. So one of our next one is on the 27th of October the day, or I'm sorry, the 26th, the, um, the final night of, uh, New New York's unboxed. So we have a bunch of brands around 50 show up we do some tables we do some kind of general thought-provoking uh research and, and throw it up there and then let the the brands talk amongst themselves and maybe moderate a little bit but um that's where your learning happens right hey i've been here i've done this this didn't work for me this worked for me and you leave um you know with some pretty cool tested ideas some new things to think about new ways to think about you know who who from the appliance space is gonna is gonna be able to tell you about pet supplies but it's amazing what comes out of these so yeah it's um it's it's free you can go to my linkedin and um, you can click and i think there's the the discount code on there so uh, easy to get to but uh it's it's a couple hours well spent typically for, uh, for brands to attend.
0: Great post uh post unbox if you're in new york go ahead and check out and and follow jeff on on linkedin too uh, we we posted and collected our uh, tagged you in our social posts so make sure you just search for jeff campbell or look at ai commerce on um linkedin as well jeff any parting words today i know uh you're probably wondering what what sales are like this 45 minutes that we've been talking today but uh any parting words for people whether it be from a uh, profit um or revenue aspect of things of uh, just a reminder for for sellers yeah. out there?
1: i i think it's in the title right revenue is vanity i, I don't care if you're a, a ten figure six figure seller but what what did you make what was your profit and That's why we're in this. So, that is uh, worth a reread right below, and um, always keep in mind.
0: That's amazing. And as always, if people want to connect with you, or if they want to uh, ping you with ideas, or potentially even ask uh, to be a customer or see if it's a good fit, how do they get in touch with you or the team?
1: Jeff at AICommerce dot
0: com. Easy enough. We can we can all listen and and understand and remember that. So Jeff I AI Commerce dot com uh go ahead and check him out and uh send him an email let him know you heard him on the global spin podcast and uh jeff thank you so much for hopping on today in the midst of all the chaos and craziness i can't believe it's already it feels like midway through october i'm in the middle of packing my home right now so it's chaos around my own home so what else can we throw in here in october to to get us all off uh track and keep stressing our lives right we age in yeah. dog years, like we were joking about. Seven one year is seven years in our lives.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Ryan. Really appreciate Bro. it, and thanks to all the listeners. Um, look forward to continuing the conversation offline.
0: Amazing, thank you so much, Jeff, and thank you everyone uh, who is hopping on crossover commerce again today. If you you're you're busy people today, so we understand if you have the one x or one point five or two x speed through this. I don't under I don't care, but personally, I want you to slow it down when our when our guests. You can speed it up with me, but. When our guests are on i want to make sure that you're understanding go back and listen to all those great tips that jeff had um from this team at ai commerce again check them out at aicommerce believe, .com. um i'll make sure it's the link it's aicommerce.com make sure you go check out their website and then all the events that they're hosting as well to help you as a brand become a better and smarter brand diversify your opportunities and then obviously use frisbee to to get your brand into international markets and beyond becoming a global brand not just a diversified brand but a global brand that's all i got for you guys today good luck i'm prime big better deals day i haven't tripped up on that once yet today and i'm so excited about it it's a tongue twister try to do that five times fast for me once we're offline today but i appreciate you guys tuning in either live or catching us on the replay again you can go to frisbee.com forward slash the global spin podcast or catch us on your favorite listening destinations make sure you subscribe to all of our social channels to know when there's new content new blogs we have a new one with ai actually helping with shipping logistics out on our website so go check that out and uh, follow us on our social channels again linkedin uh, instagram tiktok uh, facebook you name it x we're on all the platforms i like to keep us informed and keep us in all the places so thank you for tuning into our podcast we'll catch you guys next time on another episode take care